Hello and welcome to Songs for the Struggling Artist, the blogcast. This is episode 344. My name is Emily Rainbow Davis. Thank you for listening to the blogcast. Today's blog is about art and hobbies. And art and hobbies. <laughs> um, and I'm going to read that to you in just a moment. This is a week of making art for me since I'm doing my first in-person show since a long, long time. Uh, we're, we're putting on a show on Friday evening in the East Village of New York City. So if you're around the East Village of New York City, 7 p.m., Yachty Theater, come see us. It's an evening of performances for Women's History Month. Uh, our show is not historical. It is more futurist, I would say, or maybe futuristic. It is a speculative fiction of a future religion. The show's called The Church of the Holy Abortion. If you are around, come along. I'll put the link in the show notes. And now I give to you art or hobby. My artist friend was in artistic crisis. We all of us have them, and the crises are so clever. They seem to always give us new takes on the theme. There seems to be an endless variety of artistic crises to be had. Knock one down, another slightly reframed one will pop up to take its place. This one my friend was in was a hobby crisis. It's one where she asked herself something like, is my work just a hobby? Other people seem to see it that way. From the outside, I can tell her, no, your artwork isn't a hobby. It's fucking art. And all the people who don't know the difference can fuck all the way off. But I've been there. And I know some further unpacking might help all of us deal with this concept that is many artists' least favorite word to hear about our work, hobby. First, whether or not your art is a hobby has nothing to do with whether or not you get paid for it. Money isn't fairy dust that transforms hobbyists into artists. An artwork is an artwork because it is an artwork, not because someone paid for it. People buy things with money that aren't art all the time. Money doesn't turn your couch into art when you hand over the cash. People buy stuff from hobbyists, too. Money does not legitimize or create art. Artists create art. So what makes it different from a hobby, then, if it isn't the professionalism of receiving money for it? How do I distinguish between a hobbyist and an artist if it isn't money? It's actually really simple. It's intention. If someone makes things with the intention of creating art, of creating something meaningful with layers and craft, that is art. If they make things because they are called to it and follow a kind of internal aesthetic compass, that person is making art. If they sacrifice things and money and maybe even relationships for it, it's even more likely that it is art. 
If they broke open their heart to give it to us, it is certainly art. Hobbies are often activities that people enjoy. Some of them are even the same medium as art. There are people who paint as a hobby or act. Let's not forget what Uta Hagen said about these folks. Or sing or any number of things that are artistic, but still not necessarily art, even if they're doing arty things. The activity is not the art part. The art part is what it's for and the spirit with which it is made. This is not to denigrate hobbies in any way. I'm an artist, I make art, but I also have some hobbies which I enjoy and which enrich my life significantly. But I know the difference between the things that are my art and those that are my hobbies. Let's take quilting. I've made some nice baby quilts for my friends in the past. I enjoyed making them, and they are, I hope, attractive objects. But they aren't art. Are there some quilts that are art? Hell yeah. I have seen some amazing quilted artworks. But I know what I'm doing when I stitch squares together is nothing like what Bissa Butler is doing when she makes a quilt. We may be using the same tools and doing similar activities, but our intentions are wildly divergent. Calling my quilting a hobby isn't an insult. It's accurate to what I'm up to when I do it. It would be insulting, however, to call Bissa Butler's artwork her hobby, even if she'd never sold a piece in her life. But anyone who has dedicated their life to art at some point has experienced this kind of dismissal. Mixing up art and hobbies is also problematic for hobbyists, I think. I follow the Crochet subreddit, and I think most of us would agree that crochet is most often a hobby. Could an artist make art using crochet? Absolutely. But you don't see a lot of them. One thing I've learned from observing the posts from this community over the years is how even the hobbyists are not permitted to just enjoy their hobby and let it be a hobby. And that's it. So many people talk about being pressured to sell the things that they make that few people can let them just make what they make without encouraging them to capitalize on their skill. Crochet a cute hat for yourself, and the next thing you know, everyone wants you to start a hat business. It feels as though our capitalist society cannot let anyone just enjoy the things they make, be they hobby or art, without worrying about how we're going to profit from it. Honestly, I want respect for both art and hobbies. Arts and crafts have inherent value. I think it's important that these words are separate, even if they once meant more or less the same thing. Nor arts nor crafts magically gain more value when someone pays for them. Trying to clarify the difference between hobbies and art has nothing to do with devaluing hobbies and everything to do with just understanding how to distinguish between them. To know art from craft. Sure, I'm an artist, so I bring my artist brain to everything I do, and sometimes I can make things outside of my mediums with an artistic sensibility. 
But I promise you, I am not a quilt artist. I am not a gingerbread cookie artist. I am not an embroidery artist. Some things are art and some things are hobbies. When you confuse an artist's art for their hobby, you hurt their feelings because you have failed to understand their intentions. And when you say, oh, you should sell this, it's not always the compliment you think it is. I kept having this feeling as I was working on this piece that I had already written it. <laughs> like, didn't I, didn't I do a whole thing about hobbies before? And I've, I finally managed to look it up just now. And uh, no, I, I didn't exactly, but I did end a piece with a art versus hobby uh, rant, maybe. So I didn't really unpack it. I just pointed at it. Um, and it that piece was called You Have Theater, I Have the Bachelor, which was more about being a fan, equating you know, being a fan with working in the theater, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, uh, that that is uh, on a similar theme, should this have interested you. Um, so, yeah, that was in 2020, actually. So it wasn't that long ago. I think my favorite thing about this piece was getting to introduce Bissa Butler's work to a lot of people who were all like, wow. <laughs> so, yeah, if you're, uh, if you're near a device, Google Bissa Butler right now and you'll see her quilts, which are extraordinary. Just absolutely beautiful. Uh, Bissa is spelled B-I-S-A and Butler is spelled like Butler. Um, yeah, check her out. She's amazing. So, what song? Boy, this was not easy. I gotta say, people don't write songs about hobbies. <laughs> or, like, I just was like, okay, fine. I won't look up, I won't find a song about hobbies, but maybe I'll find a song about quilting. Quilting seems like a thing that would be a useful metaphor for songwriters to get excited about. And I tell you what, there were a few, but not, none of them were particularly singable. And uh, the only one I was like, okay, okay, I know I have in my brain a song about like a quilt or something like that. And then I realized I was thinking of John Denver's Grandma's Feather Bed, which is not a quilt. I just imagined it was a quilt in my mind. I mean, it could be. He doesn't specify is what I'm saying. So it has nothing to do with hobbies. So yeah, and then I looked up songs about knitting, songs about crochet. I feel like I tried a couple of other hobbies as well. Embroidery, maybe. Anyway, people don't generally at least as I as as much as I could find write songs about such things. Shocking. So I did find one. No, I found like three, but the, I found one I could do, uh, and I will play it for you shortly. It is a song called "Davy Crochet" by a group called the Backseat Lovers, who apparently had a little bit of a hit in 2016. Uh, but I think it may have been a hit on Spotify, which doesn't really mean it was a hit. But it does mean they probably made, with their 2 million streams, they probably made like 80 bucks. So, you know, good on them. Um, yeah. 
Anyway, I, I think this song is probably more popular than I realized, but I did find it because it has crochet in the title. And there is a line about crochet and learning crochet in the song. I am very bad at crochet, just terrible. I'd like to be better, but I'm quite bad. Um, it's nice, though. I, I do like it. I, I'm just not, no good at it. Anyway, I will play Davy Crochet for you in just a moment. Meanwhile, thank you so much for listening. If you like the blogcast, please tell someone about it. Like, review, subscribe. Uh, and if you'd like to support it with your dollars, amazing. Patreon.com slash Emily R. Davis is the prime spot, but there's also Ko-fi, there's PayPal. All those links are in the show notes. And also thank you for your ears and for listening. Um, so this will shortly be Davy Crochet. Um, I don't think I have much to say about it. It was totally just found it on Spotify sort of song. And, uh, and then I learned it and now I'm going to give it to you. So here it is. Davy Crochet. If you can teach me crochet, ba ba da dee da da. Hey.